Here we are once again back with you on Locked On Syracuse. Today talking about basketball as well as football. We're going to start with football and Steve Linton. He's transferring out. We'll tell you why it's not a big surprise on Locked On Syracuse. It starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Thursday episode of Locked On Syracuse. Thanks for making it your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Let's talk Steve Linton. He has entered the portal. The transfer portal has taken away players uh, from football teams more than anything recently with the new rules. I mean, not really new rules gone through a couple years of it already, but these semi new rules of immediate eligibility, you no longer have to wait the one year, yada, yada. We all know this. And Steve Linton is the first or one of the first to go. Anthony Quigley already left. A couple guys already left, but Steve Linton's the biggest name to leave for Syracuse so far conclude after concluding uh, the regular season. And Steve was a backup. He didn't play a ton. He played really, really well when he did, uh, but maybe didn't get the amount of time that he wanted, which is totally understandable because I thought he was an incredibly talented player. He had 22 total tackles on the season, six for loss, three and a half sacks, two fumble recoveries, one of them he forced. He was an incredibly solid player on that defensive line for Syracuse, one that had a bunch of question marks. Uh, and one where we were talking about Steve Linton preseason being a guy that's going to have to step up. He did, along with Caleb Okachekwu, Terry Lockett until the injury, Kayvon Darton, of course, the sawed-off nose tackle that Owen loves to say. Um, plenty of that. Linton gone, though. He is transferred away. And the reason, Owen, I don't think this is a big surprise, coincides with a quote tweet we got uh, from Dominic Valeriati. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, you know what? I'm just going to read his quote tweet because he encapsulates it pretty well. What I was about to say, he's quote tweeted uh, the tweet from Syracuse dot uh, com's football page about Linton transferring. And he says, this is not a surprise. His high school coach was on lockdown Syracuse before the season talking about his weight and how they all thought Syracuse didn't have the resources to help players nutritionally or to gain proper weight. He really dogged the program actually on that episode. And he did. And I was surprised when nobody really was talking about that. So I'm glad Dominic saw it, but it was back in the Klein bones era of the podcast pre Owen days when we had Steve Linton's high school coach on to talk about it. And he did dog the Syracuse program a little bit. And he talked about how Syracuse didn't or doesn't have the correct nutritional plan for a lot of athletes. They're not really worried uh, about how much weight their players are putting on. They only get one meal a week or something like that from the program. And they, they weren't on a strict diet and whatnot. Go back and listen to that episode uh, because it was a really it's eye opening now that Steve has gone. Uh, but Owen, what do you think? You know, I think this is obviously this is the biggest in terms of losses, I think, so far 
uh, to the portal for Syracuse this season, uh, this off season, but they're technically in season, whatever you want to phrase it as. Uh, he's number Enjoy. six to go at this point. A trio of receivers, uh, Huff as well on the D line, uh, and then oh god, the guy's name is slipping me. Uh, the O lineman Magnuson, uh, Tyler Magnuson, uh, hitting the transfer portal as well now. You know, this is the biggest name in terms of relevance for Syracuse, I think, so far. Probably him, Courtney Jackson, maybe, and Courtney Jackson as well. But I, I think he he trumps Jackson in in this regard in terms of importance. You know, was was a guy that you know had an immediate impact this year. Game one, right, forced fumble against Cunningham, uh, and you you started to see him get comfortable and was was familiar in that sort of D line rotation and and being able to play a good amount this season and I I think this hurts I think he's a guy that you want back um, because of the you know you're bringing back a good number of players but obviously you want to bring back more players the more the merrier uh, in terms of consistency in this defensive system that is a little bit weird right it's it's not a traditional defense that you're seeing all the time it's not a defense that you're seeing at top tier programs by any means but it's a defense that has shown relative success in, in the time that's been here so far uh, with Tony White at Syracuse. I, 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 it's it's one that's going to hurt to replace. Uh, there is definitely, I'm sure, a replacement that can be found in the transfer portal. A transfer portal, you know, has been open for, what, a week and a half, two weeks, and is already absolutely chaotic. Uh, but you can, you know, transfer at any point pretty much now. It's chaos, and it's going to continue to be chaos, and there's going to continue to be conversation after conversation of so-and-so's transferring from Syracuse or from another spot and could be a perfect fit for Syracuse or, you know, former names that Syracuse recruited and was in conversations for that went elsewhere now entering the transfer portal. Can you rekindle things like that? Uh, this is going to be the ongoing conversation for, for a while now. Uh, I do think, you know, Dominic brings up a good point and you bring it up as well. I unfortunately was not a part of that interview uh, over the summer in the off season about that situation. But I, I do think that's eye opening. I would love, you know, some more insight on it now um, because, you know, that is something of concern, right? You're recruiting against, right? Bones, we've both, have you been to Clemson? I have not. You have not. So my sister goes to Clemson. I went to, Cle- I mean, facilities, campus, things like that. I mean, for Syracuse to be recruiting in the same conference as that, They've got to be putting in, you know, more in terms of facilities. And I think they are uh, as as they continue to expand uh, in terms of what Manly currently is and some of the other facilities over there and continuing to expand that. But you need to continue to pump money into the program at a higher rate than I think Syracuse football is. Uh, They started to pay coaches and coordinators, which is a big deal for this program taking the next steps. But in terms of facilities, in terms of opportunities like that, right? The things that you don't traditionally see uh, in terms of, right? If you're a fan, you're not typically seeing the meal plans and the the dietitian and the nutrition specialists that have to do with this program. Uh, but you have to keep that a major factor because if you scroll on YouTube and search up, I don't know, uh, LSU's nutritional facility, they have a facility for nutrition and big time schools, nutritional facilities and their cafeterias for athletes only. And that whole dietary plan and the people that they have involved, right? That is the best of the best. That is who you're competing with 
if you want to get to the level that you want to get to. Even if you want to just get to the next tier of college football, you, you've got to continue to expand and improve and pump money into that because this is what people are seeing. And you're comparing yourself to schools that are offering more consistently and are winning more. And you've got to have a way to stand out. And now, you know, initially brought up by a high school coach. And it's it's loomed large and continued to be an ongoing issue and something, you know, in theory, that's pressing enough for a player that's getting significant snaps, although split a little bit with uh, Jatius Gear and, you know, some other guys rotating through. But this is a guy that played good number of snaps and is up and out. Uh, so something to consider looking forward, moving forward, um, something that I would love to, you know, get in contact with someone to gain some more insight on that, because I do think it's it's something that could continue to loom large and, and be of relevance for the Orange. A hundred percent. And I'm actually, uh, as we speak, I'm going to repost that clip on Twitter because I think it's important for people to see it. Uh, now that Dominic brings it up. So I'm just going to quote tweet his tweet uh, with that video just so people can uh, once again see it. Um, because like you said, it's incredibly important. It, and I think some people may argue about Syracuse not getting um, the you know same kind of funding that other programs like LSU or Clemson get. And that's probably why they can't have things like that. I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's any reason to me why they can't have better than whatever uh, I, I Roger Holmes actually said in that video. I'll have to rewatch it because I don't remember everything he said in it. Um, but it was a bit ridiculous. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we got on Steve Linton. So make sure you go to Twitter and watch that video. It'll be on our one of our most our recent tweets. But yeah, uh, before we go any further and we shift gears and talk basketball. Let's talk LinkedIn, man. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, uh, and LinkedIn Jobs helps you do that. Go create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Go add the hashtag purple or the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one, delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Whew. All right, it's time for basketball. Syracuse playing Georgetown Saturday inside the Dome. I will be there in the Dome, so if you see me, say hello. I saw a couple Syracuse fans who listened to the pod at the Barclays Center. That was cool, so shout-out to uh, Mike Gross, who I saw. Um, but I'll be there in Georgetown. So... This upcoming game with Georgetown, the first they've played since, of course, last year's embarrassment. Um, real embarrassing game last year. Georgetown won six basketball games last year. Six went 0-19 in conference in the Big East. One of those six was Syracuse. They only won one more game after they beat Syracuse on December 11th last season, and they beat Howard 
I, which I believe was either the next game or two games after that, that they didn't win another one. Um, really disappointing, terrible loss. I was there at that one as well. I mean, it was brutal uh, and inexcusable. Joe Girard missed some free throws late. They lost 79-77. It was just terrible. This year, they're 4-5. and five. Georgetown is thus far. They're not very good. Syracuse should clatter them like they should have last year. And against Oakland, they kind of gave me the hope that they might do so. How do you feel about it, Owen? I mean, they have shown that they should win this game uh, in that Oakland performance and in the way that Georgetown is as a program right now and as a team. Uh, this is a team that you you should beat and you need to beat, right? It's a team that's dropped a game this season to American who is 220 in Ken Palm's rankings right now. Uh, it's got three losses outside the Ken Palm top 100. It, it's not great for Georgetown right now. And it's a you know, Patrick Ewing led squad that, you know, has name in terms of relevance, but has not really been relevant uh, since he got there. And so this is a, an opportunity for Syracuse to, to stay in the win column, uh, grab another much needed win and continue building and building momentum in a game that, albeit the rivalry has faded since leaving the Big East and in the you know almost decade since ACC play began for the Orange, but still has rivalries, right? With Ewing on one bench and McNamara and Bayheim on another bench and Autry on that bench, right? There's enough of the old Big East rivalry to be lively. And this should carry enough weight to, to make it an important game for both teams, as it should be. And they've played close games, and they've played good games, right? You, you think to to battle uh, a handful of years back. Uh, you think to, you know, last year, albeit Syracuse loses a close game. Uh, they've played some battles, especially recently. Um, and I, I think that there's still enough kindling there to to bring this game to life, especially within the Syracuse fan base. Uh, that I, I, I'm excited for this game because of the opportunity it presents for Syracuse to get a win. Uh, it's third straight and, and really continue to build build some momentum and continue to improve and, and show what you have in the tank this season. Uh, I'm not sure what Georgetown really has to offer. They play tonight. This will release, so it'll be yesterday. Uh, at this point, they play Siena tonight. Uh, and they're six-point favorites per Ken Palm against Siena, which should say a good chunk about this team. Uh, I, I don't know what I have in terms of them right now and, and who I'm looking at. Uh, they got some names, some players that can score, but this is a game that when all is said and done, Syracuse should walk out of victorious. Totally. Uh, quickly off topic, I just want to correct myself from the Steve Linton conversation. I was just listening to the Holmes clip. He says in it that Syracuse gave its players one training table meal a day, not once a week. Just wanted to correct myself so I didn't misquote Roger. Yes, back to Georgetown. Um, a team, like you said, that has some players, but I don't really know if I can pinpoint one and say that guy could really burn SU. Um, they're not... A, a great team, like you said, 154 ranked in terms of Ken Palm. They've played some decent competition this year. Like, honestly, not a single team they've played this season has been below. Only one team has been below 75 in terms of rank, Ken Palm ranking. So they haven't had any real cupcakes um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong thing. Totally throw that out. Hey, what I just said, what there. I just said, throw that out. Hey, throw <laughs> that out. Throw that out. You Sometimes you look at the wrong number, and that's just a thing that happens. Um, they have played cupcakes, and they've beaten them, and they've lost to them. So, hey, I'm learning with you in real time. Yeah. That's how this works. That's why this podcast is great. Um, Georgetown's a bad team, and Syracuse should beat it. They do yeah. have Siena tonight as we're recording this so i wonder how that game will go honestly with the losses they've had they lost to american who's terrible they lost to them by four they lost to loyola marymount they lost to south carolina who's awful in overtime uh they beat coppin state and green bay green bay almost the worst i think they are the worst team in the nation according to ken palm so good win at green bay georgetown uh i don't know how the siena game's gonna go honestly could go either way but they do have a tough slate. The, the ACC or the big, uh, the big East slate is it's a not, rough one this yeah. year. They've got Syracuse at 78 ranked, and then they go to Xavier, who's 34, Connecticut, and then the Paul Butler, Nova, Marquette, Seton Hall, and then the big East slate gets tough, man. Uh, so yeah. Georgetown's in for another rough one. And I got to say, I'm happy that Syracuse is playing a little bit easier of a schedule than that. Maybe get some wins before you have to face the UNC's and the Dukes, and the Virginias. Virginia's going to be bad this year. Kihei Clark still there. Cannot believe yeah. that. Um, uh, how about this? But, yeah. I mean, Georgetown plays Siena tonight, and they don't have another team outside of Ken Palm's top 100 the rest of the season. That is what their schedule looks like. And it's a number of games, wow. including a UConn team that's outstanding. And you're looking at the right number this time. That's crazy. Yeah. UConn team that's <laughs> outstanding. Uh, they got Creighton. In the mix here, twice as well. Uh, they they, they play Georgetown. a tough schedule. Uh, and, and Syracuse, I'm sure they're looking at it as, all right, you know, we're a Georgetown team that's four and five at the moment. If we beat Siena, we're five and five. And Syracuse is our, you know, almost easiest game the rest of the season <laughs> outside of a, a stint with DePaul and Butler. Uh, and, and you're looking at this as an opportunity. You're like, all right, let's let's get a win. Let's let's get to six and five uh, as we as we head into a very difficult slate. Uh, so this is a game that they have circled, I'm sure, in terms of this being, you know, a Syracuse Georgetown game, as well as it being, you know, one of their easiest games left on the schedule. Uh, but yeah. this is a Georgetown team that isn't good. Uh, they we, we left this one off. I mean, Coppin State took them to overtime. That's 296. Oh, yeah, they did. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, They have a guy, Primo Spears, that'll play pretty much the entire game. He's number 11 in the country in terms of minutes played. Uh, So you're going to expect him to be on the court the entire game. Average is almost 17. Uh, He's pretty good. Shoots lights out from the foul line. So that's important if this game is close late in the game. Uh, but he is not a three-point threat by any means, shoots about one for four from beyond the arc, and, and that's sort of their deal. I mean, they got, you know, a guy in, in Jay Heath, I guess, the way I, I look at Syracuse right now and I see and I look at opposing stats and I'm like, who is the three-point shooters that can throw Syracuse off? Because, you know, even in a, a blowout win, you know, Syracuse's three-point defense was not flawless. Uh, they're very much beneficiaries of the fact that uh, you got an Oakland team that just can't hit threes and was abysmal from beyond the arc. 
Uh, but this is a guy in Jay Heath that shoots almost 45% from three, uh, averages 14.3 a game. Uh, so someone to be aware of in terms of, you know, the, the non-stud that takes Syracuse for a run in terms of getting lights out, getting hot uh, in the dome is, is Jay Heath in this game, is that guy that I'm sort of circling to look out for. But I mean, this is a game that, as I said and will continue to say, Syracuse should win this basketball game. And it's a game that you need to win. And this is the game on the schedule right now that I think is the, this is a decision maker for me. If Syracuse drops this game versus wins this game, I I think that's my narrative for the rest of the season. Let's take one more quick break and then we'll be back. This one brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they got it all at BetOnline. If you love podcasts, they got those too. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. G-Town, not projected to win a single game after the Siena game this season. They're terrible. Um, I it, honestly, I feel like we're building this game up to be they're so bad, and then they're gonna beat us. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a classic Syracuse. Like they're they're giving me too much confidence now. Like they're gonna have to break me down at some point in the next couple of weeks. I just hope it's not this game. Um, you got any closing thoughts on the Hoyas here uh, or Steve Lynn? They are block percentage on offense in terms of percentage of shots that get blocked is outstanding. Um, they only get 3.8% of their to, shots blocked. That's second that's best in the country. Everybody has to describe a Ken Palm stat. Everyone's always got to say the stat and then describe exactly what it means because nobody knows what you just said. <laughs> their average uh, defensive tempo rating, like, all right, just tell me how many blocks they've got. So, But here's the conflicting thing. So so Syracuse, you know, is one of the nation's best in terms of the shots that they block. So this will be very interesting to see how that goes because Jesse Edwards sits at 21 in the country blocking 1 out of 10 shots faced. So this that that'll be a battle. Uh that'll be wow. a real good one. Uh and that's that's our Ken Palm stat of the day in terms of the deep dive. Uh, but when I look at this game, you know, we're, we're a couple of days out still. It's it's a fun one. I hope that there's a decent crowd uh, because it is still Georgetown. And I think for a lot of the Syracuse fan base, that still means a good amount. As much as it's dwindled, as much as it's not the same, uh, a Georgetown game still holds true as being important and, and being relevant and being, you know, one of the biggest games of the year. Uh, you're getting Bayheim recognized in this game as well as Pearl, right? Uh, is that recognition happening at halftime of this game, I believe? Or maybe pregame? At some point, they will be recognized. Um, there's the brain fart. We're good. Uh, it's, it's an important game in terms of what it means to the fans uh, and, and this sort of you know upcoming stretch Saturday game. Hopefully there's a decent crowd, gets loud, is a fun environment, and, and gives Syracuse a chance to to walk away victorious in this game and a little bit revived based on the start that they had to this season. I don't know. 
We will have to watch them play. You did nail it perfectly. This screams trap game where we're overconfident and they think this team has figured it out and they come out flat. I hope that's wrong. But mm, they were one of Georgetown's six wins last season. So who knows? These are all facts. All right. Uh, that does it for today's episode of Lockdown Syracuse. Thanks for making us your first listen. Go make your next Lockdown Sports Today podcast. They got reactions, recaps, takes, everything. The take of the day. They're available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's Owen Valentine. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I might have a different background, but we'll be back. We'll be talking more Georgetown game. We'll be giving you predictions on the Hoya Sucks a game. Everything you've got to know will be on this podcast. We'll talk to you later.